they better not be cut. I will I will I will quit this podcast if those are cut. You're at the dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. The dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. It's the dynasty crossroads where film is everything. Consensus, but we'll give you everything. Hello, and welcome back to Dynasty Crossroads. My name's Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm here with uh, Jake Anderson at NFL Draft Talker on Twitter. Jake, what's up? What's new with you? Um, anything you want to tell anyone about? No, I'm just happy that you know. The universe isn't against us this week. Um, that was quite the dilemma we had last week. The, the combination of my computer not working and Bobby's dog eating onions and Sam having to rush home because of some construction on the train lines. It, uh, it just wasn't meant to be last week, but obviously my computer is back up and running and I hope um, Bobby's dog is fine. And, yeah, we're good to go for this week. I'm excited to talk about Derek Carr. Um, as far as what I've been up to, I was just on – it was pretty fun. I was on the uh, Superflex Super Show, which is a DLF podcast. It's in the family of DLF podcast now. Originally, it was a super flexible uh, podcast with DFF. And uh, I was original co-host with uh, Addison Hayes and John Hogue. Um, so for their one-year anniversary, they had Addison and I back on. Uh, obviously, Travis NFL and James Abrain are now the other two co-hosts. But man, we 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 podcasted for it was must have been close to three hours. So they released two over one hour episodes for that one show, um, and I missed you know ripping on Addison. So uh, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. What have you been up to, Peter? Not much. I've been on a few podcasts to fill in for last week. Hopefully you're able, um, most recently I was on the open bar last night, which is always just the best time you can have in fantasy football, frankly. Um, so check out any episode of the open bar, but I was on the last one and Jake's on pretty much every other episode of the open bar as well. So, um, uh, trying to avoid camp news as much as I can, because most of it's just going to mislead you rather and help you. So, this week, our uh, player is Derek Carr. We decided that through a Twitter poll, Jake posted every week from the at Dino Crossroads handle. So be sure to follow that handle so you can vote in the poll or make any suggestions of someone else that you actually want to uh, want us to talk about or take a look at. Um, but other than that, uh, why don't you kick us off with what you think of Derek Carr and what he might do in 2018? Well, what I think about Derek Carr, I'm just going to go back to my... Um pre-draft process you know 24 uh, 2014 quarterback class uh, I was a big Derek Carr fan uh, you know Teddy Bridgewater I was also a big Johnny Manziel fan I, I got infatuated with the electric plays that he made at Texas A&M um, but I did like that quarterback class I was I was so anti Blake Bortles 
um, who ended up being the first quarterback taken there. But my quarterback rankings were Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then I believe it was Blake Bortles. But I feel like I may even be missing one of those quarterbacks. But um, I was a big Derek Carr guy. I thought Johnny Manziel and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, early on in the process were going to be top top five-ish draft picks. And um, I know the Vikings, my Vikings had, uh, I think they were picking eight that year. So I had talked myself into, and I was actually, you know, repping, um, I wasn't, I don't think I was on Twitter at that time, but, um, I was on Facebook and, and just talking with my buddies. Um, I wanted the Vikings to take him at eight overall. So I was, I was a big fan of his tape at Fresno state and I'm still a believer. And, uh, as far as his outcomes for next year, I think it's, it's, we, we have no idea because (laughs) we don't know what the hell Oakland Raiders are doing right now. Um, we don't know what John Gruden is really doing right now. As much as I do like him as a coach, um, I think he might be um, back in the Stone Ages, uh, yet to be seen. But just getting back to Derek Carr and his film, uh, from a quarterback standpoint, I think just for starters, I think he's an excellent leader. I think he's a tremendous he has a tremendous work ethic and he cares a lot. And I think that's very evident from watching his press conferences and hearing him talk. He cares a lot, and he's. You know, he's a hard worker, and I think that's just kind of the bar minimum you're hoping for for quarterbacks. But I don't think every quarterback has that same passion. Um, most do. I mean, obviously all the greats do. Derek Carr's not in that discussion yet, but um, I know he cares, and that's a good starting point. Um, but as far as his tools, I think he has an extremely good arm. He's one of the best deep ball passers in the league, and that just makes me wonder – you know, if Jordy Nelson hasn't lost his speed, which we all think he has, even though reports out of um, training camp have been that Jordy Nelson, you know, still is really fast. We'll see if he's that got comes one of them fruition. pedometers uh, on. I hear pedometers. Yeah, he's twenty-two miles an hour <laughs> supposedly. Um, so we'll see if he hasn't. I mean, obviously Jordy is one of the best deep threats in the league with Aaron Rodgers. And then Martavis, I've, I've always been a huge Martavis fan from a talent standpoint. Um, also one of the best deep ball receivers in the league. So if everything marries together, I think Derek Carr has a really good chance to, to bounce back and have another um, you know, top 12-ish um, high-end quarterback two type of season. Um, and then just going back again to his traits, besides the, the, the big arm, I think his mobility in the pocket is um, not talked about nearly enough. I think he's extremely athletic. I think he has really good feet. There are times where he throws off his back foot. I wish he would plan his feet a little bit more, and I think that's where he can he can kind of flick the ball and get a little bit lazy um, and sail some passes. And and honestly, over the past three years, he's he's been one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure. Uh, so that's a concern. But Drew Brees was has also has some concerns when he's when he's under pressure. His passer rating, um, I think Derek Carr's was sixty points lower th- uh, than when he was ahead at clean pocket. So um, you know, with uh, the the shaky offensive line that they have in Oakland, that's a, definitely a concern. I was not a Colton Miller fan. They took him way too high in the NFL draft. It looks like he's going to be their starting left tackle. So that does worry me um, because as much as we uh, maybe diminish offensive lines for running games, but for quarterbacks, 
Um, I think that's incredibly important to, to have faith uh, in your offensive line and be able to set your feet and read the defense. So, um, And he was also, I think he had the fastest release time out of a clean pocket even last year. So I think he has a lot of strengths to his game. I think he's, I think he's accurate. Um, again, when he sets his feet, I think he's, he's pinpoint accurate. Um, as far as tools go, I think he's got pretty much all of them. So I'm a big believer in Derek Carr. And I think the, the year that he had last year, one, he had, I think he had a fra- I think he fractured his back if I'm not mistaken. Um, which from a guy who has had has chronic lower back issues, I can't even imagine trying to play NFL football games with back issues with a fractured back. And then also the offense was so stagnant last year. And I, I, there's a lot of talk about uh, Jeff Fisher two years ago with the Rams and, and John Fox last year with the Bears. Uh, I, don't, I just don't hear much about the 2017 Oakland Raiders and their offensive coordinator and their play calling with Todd Downing was just really, really bad. Um, the play designs against the defensive schemes that they were seeing was just not drawn up properly. There's no creativity there. So I may be giving him some excuses, but uh, I think this is really turning into a nice buy low window on Derek Carr. And I'm not saying that he's going to be a top five, uh, maybe even top 12 dynasty quarterback, but as far as where he's going right now, I believe it, like quarterback 23. Um, that just seems awfully low for a guy that's been in the league for four years and has flashed some really good potential. Uh, what are what are you? Where are you at with Derek? Carr? Where am I at with Derek Carr? As you know, with most players, I just I always start from the rookie profile. But with the quarterbacks, I, especially with a player like Derek Carr, and especially with a quarterback who's played four years as a starter, we actually have a fairly good idea of what he is. Going back to something you said his rating under pressure that's always interesting to think about i think i've heard um uh, actually quarterback rating uh, in a clean pocket actually tends to be more descriptive of the player that's the yeah that's that's like the most important right. trait of a quarterback so e- even a downgrade in that doesn't seem as worrying necessarily um i recently wrote up uh, potential Alex Smith for 2017 Alex Smith in 2018. So who's going to be that surprise player who just does uh, jumps into the top five? Um, it happens more often than you think. Pretty much every year we get at least one quarterback who doesn't just outperform expectations but becomes a top five player um, when they haven't done it before. And there's definitely uh, at least one quarterback every year that becomes a top 12 when they haven't done it before. Now, Derek Carr has not yet been a top 12 quarterback, and so he actually made my top five list of the most likely to actually do that. He's kind of my dark horse pick because his efficiency metrics, which I think are the best way of deciding if a player is actually good, hashtag good, at the game, aren't great. Um, most, like, pacer, um, touchdown to interception ratio, he is not hitting the marks after four years of a Drew Brees or, a, or an Aaron Rodgers, for example. He's not that elite-level player. But he's definitely, after four years, given enough of an average to say that he is a starting caliber quarterback because some of his efficiency metrics measure up to not just startable but pretty good quarterbacks. Like his um, touchdown percentage is similar to Matt Ryan for the first three years of their career. And obviously Derek Carr last year in his fourth year had a dip. He had a dip in every efficiency metric. 
yards per attempt, it's a similar story. He doesn't just match up to okay quarterbacks. He does match up to Andy Dalton closer than most <laughs> over all of them. But he's not hitting bad numbers. He's just not hitting elite level numbers. He's not over six or seven yards per attempt every year like an Andrew Luck or an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, essentially what I'm saying is after four years, we have a pretty good idea of what he's capable of as a quarterback. And it's a top 12 quarterback that I think feel pretty confident that he has that level of ability within himself. Now, the other thing that's really interesting to me is how quickly we change our minds. Like Derek Carr was like in the conversation for top five dynasty quarterbacks, not not a year ago. Well, he was in the he was in the he was in in the MVP right. discussion in twenty and in dynasty <laughs> um in according to DLF ADP um this time last year, who has been drafted as quarterback six in regular season dynasty ADP. So that's not Superflex, that's just regular Dynasty ADP. And this year, he's going as quarterback 22. <laughs> so the speed with which we change our opinions, especially on quarterbacks, is crazy to me. And it's similar things I've been saying about uh, Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo, who we know a lot less about, and yet are willing to vault up like we did Derek Carr. But now we know a little more about Derek Carr, and we know that some of that rising ADP earlier in his career might actually have been warranted because he looks like he's a, a solid enough quarterback to be a regular fantasy starter from the from what I can see from his efficiency metrics and plus last year he was like I said he was low in touchdown percentage he was high in interception rate he was low in yards per uh, attempt based on his own personal average so the odds are that in 2018 he will regress to his personal mean a little bit it's not going to be much of a bump um, and we can't predict him to like spike up um, above his own average as not likely, but a potential uh, major breakout for 2018. I wouldn't put a lot of chips in that pot, but I would definitely um, say that he's going to outperform his ADP in 2018 just because last year looks like the outlier based on his performance. Now, the one thing, no, the one thing I said, like seven one things, <laughs> um, He's going to do better than last year. His ADP is down, and that makes him uh, an easy value. And he's young, which we like in Dynasty, supposedly. Um, I am worried about, like you said, I'm worried about the offense. I have no idea what Gruden's doing. He seems, he's either putting on the smartest dog and pony show, making us believe he's this bad um, we've ever seen, or he's making some really odd decisions, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, maybe Oakland's going to be terrible, and that will be the downfall of this idea. But just based on the player, I can't see how he's not a value. I'm just talking now because I, I wasn't sure if you were ready or if I'd said enough. But no, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's I think, it. <laughs> no, just to, just to qualify your points there, his second year in the league, you, you said he was quarterback 13. And his 2016 season, or 2016 season when he was in that MVP discussion, he was quarterback four, 14, right? Or was it reverse there? Yeah. Regardless, he's got two top 14 finishes. So uh, we've seen the kind of quarterback that he can be. And honestly, I don't think that was that was the best he can be. Because obviously, these quarterbacks do take a little bit of time to develop. To, so to be able to show that kind of potential ceiling in your second and third year in the league, I think is very promising. And the fact that he played 15 games last year with a fractured back, I don't know how you do that. So for me, the combination of being hurt and then the, the offensive play calling being awful last year, I'm giving a little bit of a pass, and I'm, I'm definitely taking advantage of this buying window. 
Yeah, it's a little awkward to talk about a quarterback being drafted as the QB 22 at age... What is 27. 25? No, it's 27. 27. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's just a good dynasty buy, so I don't know where we're rocking anyone's world to say, yeah, you should go get Derek Carr. But I actually think his opinion of him is down. I don't just think it's ADP. I think no one thinks he can be a top 12 quarterback next year. And that's definitely not just, I said it's likely. I I, I put money on him and um, being a top 12 of uh, lots of players being drafted above him. To be honest with you, um, I think because he's got more of a record of being at least um, capable, that he's a more sure bet than Jimmy Garoppolo and Deshaun Watson. That's a little hot, but that's just because I'm so down on their small sample sizes. More Watson than Garoppolo, but still. Um, Jared Goff, we've had one good year um, in terms of fantasy, but I mean, it's I don't have Goff pulled up. Let me look at Goff here. Yeah, his yards per attempt um, were 7.97. Uh, he's only got a two-year history, so we still don't know. But that's a swing from 5.3 to 7.9. Odds are that year two was the outlier there, right? So if he comes down, Derek Carr should, should um, beat that, right? So, I don't know. How do you think he's going to do it? Do you think it's Amari Cooper or um, you mentioned uh, Nelson? Do you think that guy's going to... Put in a few last years, pulling Derek Carr to really, the top of the uh, charts. Stole my thunder there. I was actually just about to ask you the same thing. I was going to ask you what you thought about. I was going to ask you what your thoughts on Amari Cooper are because I know he's a polarizing player. Uh, there's been some um, debate on whether John Gruden is really featuring his wide receiver ones or not. I wanted to see what your thoughts were there. Um, for me, I think if, if Derek Carr is going to be successful, Amari Cooper is going to be successful. Uh, is that anything more than a high-end wide receiver, too? I'm not so sure uh, because we've, again, Amari Cooper has been that kind of player. You know, he's been a wide receiver, too. Um, his first few years in the league, he had a down year last year. But that's who he is. I mean, I think we got a little bit the cart before the, the cart before the horse a little bit when he did put up, you know, higher end wide receiver two numbers as a very young player and we tend to overreact to that age bias there and just expect um to um, to continue to improve, which that always doesn't um necessarily happen. So um him being a wide receiver two I think is who he is and I think his value is probably seeped back to where it is. But my you know, my question for you is, is how do you perceive Omari Cooper and that passing attack? Good question. Um, it was my question, so it should be. Just on record there, I stole your thunder. <laughs> Don't try and take it back. It's my, it's yeah, my thunder I just, now. I just completely avoided your, your <laughs> No. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, um, I definitely think the despite the ridiculous way that <laughs> Gruden tried to make the point, I, I don't think Jordy Nelson has lost a, enough of a step to be concerned about. And we knew that before the pedometer instrument uh, in, incident as well, because, um, well, it was tracked last year. So last year it's going to be made publicly available, but on ayards.com, uh, Josh Transmer has made available looking at how fast players were when they were on the field last year. And Amar and Jordy Nelson hasn't slowed, didn't seem to have slowed down at all. 
and certainly not enough to be concerned about if it's there. So we know that outside of the predominant incident. Um, and so, yeah, I like Jordy Nelson. Um, he's someone that's also hard to have a, com a serious conversation with. Who's not going to say that Jordy Nelson's a good good bet at where he's going right now? He's, he's not valued as a top 24 wide receiver, and he definitely has that in his range of outcomes. So, especially in redraft seasonal, but even in dynasty, he is a very good, maybe part-time, but definitely a very good target for that. Um, Amari Cooper is where it gets a little more interesting, I guess, in Dynasty. Um, I'm on the pro Amari Cooper, even though I like Jordy Nelson. This is happening to me a lot. I like more than one wide receiver on a team. But I think Amari Cooper is going to lead the team in targets. I guess that's the best way of saying it. That's the way I projected it out. Um, probably the simplest way to uh, look at it is wide receivers who have had a 1,000 yards or more in both of the first two seasons include... Odo Beckham, Michael Thomas, AJ Green, Mike Evans, meh, and Marcus Colston <laughs> since 2000. So one bad name on that list with oh, Amari Cooper. It. Oh, it's Amari it. Cooper and a bunch of goats and then Mike Evans. That's it. Oh, you are so <laughs> with Mike Evans. I am. I, I am. Deal with it. The hype is so high. I've got to go strong. Oh. Man. Um, I'm going to take you off this thunder real quick because I can't. No, I'm not. No, you're not. All right. At least, at least hoping to get you sidetracked. So I just pulled up the the DLF trade finder real quick, um, right. and there's a there's a there's a trade here with a couple guys that we know pretty well. Uh, DTC's very own uh, John Paul Hurley, and our good buddy uh, Riley Bymaster. So I'm not going to tell you who is who here, but one side of the trade is a 2019 first, a 2019 second. Treadwell, Kendrick Bourne, Equinemius St. Brown, a 2019 fourth, and another 2019 fourth for Derek Carr. And this is a super flex league, 12 teams. And that's just a regular league? No, that's a super flex, 12 team. Um, yeah, whoever's getting cars running away that's with That's a steal, team. right? And, and I'm pretty sure Riley's not getting cars. <laughs> well, right? you know how you know it's... Uh, Riley. Well. No, well, well, that and the two 2019 force. That just oh yeah, the little throw. The two yeah. th throw in force just makes me understand that that's definitely uh, Riley, and I think it's absolutely the case that that's a steal for John uh, Paul Hurley there. Another one. Uh, I don't know who this other guy is, but uh, our our good friend Tyler Gunther. Uh, he's on one side of this. I'm not sure who the other guy is. But one side is giving up Derek Carr. The other side is giving up uh, George Kittle and a 2019 first and a 2020 first. And again, this is super flex. 12 teams. Yeah, I, I think I'd take Carr in that deal too. Yeah, it seems like... How such about a, you? Yeah, it seems like such a good buying opportunity there. And then there's, yeah. a, there's another one that's a super flex, even though it has an IDP, IDP player in there, which I don't know how valuable is it yeah i don't know i know linebackers are valuable but one side gives up Derek carr the other side gives up dj moore jalen smith and a 2019 second yeah i'm still on the yeah all these deals just seem like uh definitely especially to be on the Derek carr side especially in superflex yes absolutely and what i said i agreed um let's give you 
give you the argument um, that, you know, the, the coaching worries me. Uh, again, I'll just, for the way I see it, if coaching is really bad, then it can affect things. And if it's really good, then it can affect things. But for the most part, it's just noise. Like if it's Bill Belichick to the fool who's running around for the Cleveland Browns, that matters. And so, yeah, Gruden might turn out to be uh, that terrible, but it's actually pretty hard to be that terrible. So as long as he's competent, then I'm mostly just ignoring those coaching stories. And for these values, not just in ADP, but from... If they're being reflected in trades, and it's real, it's and, not. Yeah, it's not and just, I and I you know. continue to say, and will always continue to say, when a narrative gets that strong on one side, it tends to tilt to the other direction. You know, like everyone is expecting the Raiders to be ex- just god awful. You know, like a bottom three team in the league, and I'm not saying that that's not possible. It certainly is, but when it shifts that hard, where everyone is on that boat. I just tend to shift to the other side of the, the narrative there. <laughs> These shows are bad for me in trades. Like, I've been sending out Corey Davis a trade offers ever since we finished, and have had none of them except I've drafted <laughs> I've, I've drafted him in, like, three best ball leagues uh, in, like, the sixth round. So, yeah, right. uh, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm kind of on board. And that was my hot take on the Superflex uh, show on Monday was Corey Davis will finish the season as a wide receiver one. So I, I agree. We should just we should stop doing shows on people that we both like. And honestly, maybe just everybody we should stop because I buy him regardless if I liked him or not. What do you think of the running backs, by the way? Because I've been looking and looking to try and find a way of not saying, yeah, it's just Marshall. This offense is almost so boring. It's like, yeah, Amari Cooper... Um, Jordy Nelson, Marshawn Lynch, and Derek Carr. They're all values based on where they're being drafted, so go get them, even yeah. though the offense might be I terrible. Mean, that's that's Jared, it. <laughs> Jared, Jared Cook's a value, too. I mean, and, and these running backs, especially in dynasty leagues, I mean, you can get Marshawn for, if you're a contender and you need some depth there, a running back, you're a little bit thin. I mean, you can get, you can get Marshawn for probably like a early third or late second. Um, all the reports about Doug Martin, uh, who knows? I actually, I mean, we, we know what Marshawn was. He was phenomenal. And I think, honestly, people were giving him a little bit of a hard rap last year. I thought he played really well. He was fine. And, yeah. Um, Doug Martin, you never know. Uh, glowing glowing reports, but... Um, See, it's just not fun to be, to be high on Oakland right now because the hot take, the exciting take is, yeah, they're not going to be terrible. And that's just well, that's, to get hyped like, about. That's like the overreaction. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's like the and that's being hot takey. Yeah, exactly. Saying they're it's not going to be awful like, is being extremely optimistic. I might have to get excited about Doug Martin. That might be the only way to be like have an exciting hot take. Well, that's another guy you can get. You can get for probably a nineteen third. You know, so I mean, I think so too. I mean, that's that's when when the narrative shifts. You got to. And, and that's the main thing, you know, I think too many people talk about, uh, I hate this player, you know, like, I just, I don't like this player. Yeah, you don't like that player, but there's always a tipping point in value where you're going to like the value of that player. You don't have to like these players, you know, just like we talked about with Corey Davis and David Njoku, you might right. love the player. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the price makes sense for you to go acquire that player. 
And doesn't mean you have to not like that player as much as you do. It's just it, it has to make sense for your We're roster. finishing this on a, nah, no, we got to do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that sums up the show. Just, meh, meh, yeah, meh, yeah. Meh, We meh, don't meh. think they're the worst team in football ever. That means that we're really high on them. That's, that's, that reminds uh, me of the, the Stewie uh, the episode. You ever watch Family Guy? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Stewie when Brian's, you know, Stewie's reading Brian's book. <laughs> He's like, right. uh, that little uh, uh, twist of the <laughs> plot there? And his voice just keeps getting higher and higher. <laughs> a little bit of an emotional event. <laughs> Maybe the character learns a little bit, grows as a person, <laughs> learns something from his journey, even though he gets hurt. I'm so glad you knew all those lines because I couldn't think of any of them. I literally just made my night. <laughs> I don't think we can explore Derek Carr or the Oakland any further than we have. We We've have to get... we exhausted ourselves with Oakland tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> um, remember to follow Dynasty Crossroads, Dino Crossroads on Twitter, so that you can vote for which player will uh, as well. And please check out those iTunes reviews. Um, even a Pete does a great Stewie Griffin impression would be appreciated <laughs> in the reviews. Um <laughs> And subscribe, subscribe. Even if you don't listen every week, I understand. There's there's so many good podcasts out there. If you just subscribe, though, at least we get that download. That does help us out a little bit there. But obviously, a, a rating and review uh, is is the best way to help us out. Thanks for checking us out this week. I've enjoyed it. I always do, even when uh, we're agreeing with each other, which is a weird <laughs> experience for me. Hope you keep doing that. Let us know if we can improve or include anything that would make you do that. Um because we just want to keep doing this. It's a lot of fun. Um, we will see you again next week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Later. You're at the Dynasty Crossroads that film and analytics create. Is it bad when, like, outtakes are making The Dynasty Crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. Who's oh, the little It's the Dynasty Crossroads where film is everything. I think that sums up the show. Just yeah. the Dynasty Crossroads where numbers are the king. There may not be consensus. Is it? Is it? We'll is give it? you everything. quit this podcast. Raleigh. If the Stewie is not in this episode, if that's not like the leading intro, I will be so upset. A little bit of an emotional event. Maybe the character learns a little bit, grows as a person, learns something from his journey even though he gets hurt.